Welcome to the P4C Podcast. We are excited to reshare with you the last 12 years of teaching through God's Word at Passion for Christ Summit. Each P4C year is full of rich truths for your life, and we know you will be blessed. Our new series will be from P4C 2018, Life to God Be the Glory. We now join Charles Cavanaugh for the first message. We hope you are encouraged and challenged. Ten years ago, Pam and I walked into the auditorium of another place and um, sat down with the overhead up that said, Welcome to Passion for Christ Summit 2008. And it was um, um, one of those surreal moments to sit down beside Pam and to know how hard my sons had worked and um, how the Lord had opened that opportunity. We don't know how long the Lord will continue to give that opportunity, but we're grateful for it as long as it's lasted. And this 11th year is uh, a blessed uh, opportunity and privilege for us to see you here, to have the opportunity to fellowship with you and to um, worship with you, and then to pray, as I have prayed over the months, that God will do something, not, not just in you, but in us, uh, that will increase our passion for Christ. And honestly, all the fun we have, is all of it goes there. Everything we do goes there to that point. That's a, and we have a great time tonight. I'm so full I can hardly talk. <laughs> you got to stay awake now. This is, this is the pivotal message of the week, so you got to stay awake. If you have to get up and move around, that's fine. Have you ever, ever had to wait? Of course, you have. We've all had to wait. Virtually everyone of all ages has had to wait for something. We wait at traffic signals, in doctor's offices, or for our flight to arrive. Um, children even have to wait on their parents or on a long trip. Thus, the age-old question, are we there yet? And honestly, we adults ask that of the Lord. Surely we're there yet, you know. Now, most of us don't like to wait. And in this day, people like to wait less than they've ever liked waiting. Because we have everything instantly, right in your hand. You can instantly pull up any version of Scripture you want, even the King James. (laughs) Thanks, cousin. You can pull up anything you want. And some things I hope you don't want. We don't have to wait. We don't have to wait for food very long. Um, But... um, now, and, and it's not that we can't make good use of time while we wait, and especially in this day of digital technology and cellular technology, you can return calls or text or emails. You can send a message on Instagram or Twitter or whatever else. However you may use your time and use those waiting opportunities, it appears that life holds for us opportunities to wait. That waiting will be a part of your life until the Lord takes you home or he returns. And it shouldn't surprise us then that 
Waiting is a normal part of the Christian life, of the Christian experience. That we tend to transfer this desire for immediate gratification or immediate fulfillment into our Christian walk. Thus, we have those who want an experience that will put them at a higher plane of living and make them a greater Christian and help them to sort of flutter above the rest of the normal Christians out there. In fact, it's so much a normal part of life, waiting is, for the Christian life, that we're given instruction and encouragement regarding waiting on the Lord. And we can find that in a number of places. But uh, the question should come. I hope you have asked the question. If not, that you will tonight. And in your Christian walk now, ask the question, how do I wait on the Lord? Now, this is not going to be one of those how-to messages I trust. Where, Well, if I give you five steps. If you do this, you can always wait on the Lord perfectly. It's not like that. But there, there are some concepts in Scripture that speak to us about the issue of waiting, and in particular, waiting on the Lord. David said in one psalm, my soul wait, he talks to himself. It's okay to talk to yourself. My soul wait only on the Lord, for my expectation is from him. But how do we do that? Well, that's the subject I want us to consider. Now, if you have looked at the topic, um, it is seeking the Lord through a life of prayer. I think you'll see the connection as we go there. And so tonight, I want us to kind of come to grips with, at least for tonight, and then have some things to think on throughout the rest of the week, and then as we go home to our jobs or school or whatever it may be. I should be an expert on waiting on the Lord. There's a line in an old movie I think the movie is The Kentuckian, and Burt Lancaster, not one of my favorite actors, but he's in that movie, and he's um, uh, being followed by some people. Anyway, these guys are, is there's a feud or something going on, and so these old codgers, young codgers, actually, are looking for him, and uh, they ask about him. And uh, somebody says, well, he's not going to be here for us. He said, we'll wait. We're good at waiting. Well, we need to get good at waiting, but it doesn't come all at once. We're going to look tonight at Psalm 27. Now, I want us to think, the title of my message is, How to Wait on the Lord. I'm not a real fan of how-to messages, but I, I do think there's something to be said about how we wait, what to do while you're waiting on the Lord. Uh, so, uh, turn with me, if you will, to Psalm 27. And we, we actually have already read it together, much of it together, so I won't read the whole thing, but just simply read the opening verse in which David says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Now I want us to move through here and look at four ideas that have to do with waiting on the Lord and that help us in and point us toward those biblical ideas that will help us to wait as Christians, to wait on the Lord as he does certain aspects of his work in our lives. The first 
concept I want us to see, the first thing I want us to address is the confidence of a waiting soul. The confidence of a waiting soul. Verses 1 through 3, we read verse 1. When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, in other words, to do physical harm to me, they stumbled and fell. Though a host, though an army should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. One thing that can undermine the progress or success of anything is a lack of confidence, a lack of certainty, sureness. Lack of confidence will stymie even the most talented of people. A lot of gifted people don't do anything with their gifts because they don't have the confidence that they can do what they ought to do. And then how can the one who is waiting on the Lord be confident? How can we wait with certainty? And David gives us three clear truths that should bolster our confidence as it did his Boaster our confidence as we wait on the Lord. First, he says, the Lord is the illumination of his life. The Lord, if you are a believer, is the illumination of your life. The Lord is my light. When you are waiting on the Lord, things can seem very dark. Even those things that you look back on years later that don't seem all that big a deal, at the time seem really, really important. And, and life can seem dark and hard. The providences of God can be dark providences. But, says the Apostle John, God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. And no matter how dark the way may seem, we can still walk in the light. Thy word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your dwelling place. Charles Spurgeon points out that David's darkness included pursuit by his enemies being shut out from the house of the Lord, not being able to get to the house of the Lord, separation from his mother and father. And if you look through the, the psalm, you'll see all of these. And undeserved slander. I've known some of those myself. And if you live long, you will know some of them, if not all of them, uh, to a certain degree. But David knew Jehovah God as his saving light, Spurgeon continues, his guiding light, his assuring light. And he was in need of Every aspect of the illumination and true knowledge God provides, whatever the case in the life of a true child of God, the Lord is his light. Now, life may seem pretty easy for you now. That's altogether possible. I know there's some here who've seen some providences that were hurtful and, and frightening. But it may not have happened yet. But practice looking to God as your light in even the smallest circumstance because in those larger, harder providences, you will need that confidence. The Lord is the illumination of his life. The Lord is the salvation of his life. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Many a weary and troubled believer has gotten great mileage out of that one. Though Satan should buffet. 
though trials should come. Let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. David's fears, though real, were assuaged by this great truth. The Lord is my salvation. Literally, I don't mean this profanely at all. Literally, come hell or high water. The Lord's salvation is sure. He is our salvation. All else can fall apart and crumble. The political situation may seem out of control. And you may be facing a future that we did not face. But if you know Christ, you can say with the psalmist, The Lord is my light and my salvation. David was convinced that the goodness and mercy of the Lord were his lifelong attendance. This is the confidence of every follower of Christ. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The Lord is the illumination of his life, a trust of your life. If you know Christ, he is the salvation of your life, and he is the foundation of his life. The Lord is my rock. The Lord is the strength of my life. The eternal God is your refuge, and underneath are the everlasting arms. The Lord is my rock, my strength, in whom I will trust. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Everyone who possesses a saving knowledge of God in Christ has this as his or her sure foundation. The foundation of God stands sure, having this seal, the Lord knows those who are his. Whatever his enemies or life itself might throw at him, the Lord was the confidence of David's life. And he is the confidence of a waiting soul. And David was waiting on the Lord, as we shall see, and as we saw in our reading. Though war should rise against me, in this I will be confident. And notice he says, I will. In other words, by an act of his own will, by the grace of God, he says, I will be confident. This is the confidence of a waiting soul. The second I want us to see in verses 4 through 6, the commitment of a waiting soul. This confidence should lead to a commitment in the life of the one who is looking with confidence to Christ. Verse 4, one thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle, his dwelling place shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock, and now my head shall my head be lifted up above my enemies around about me. Therefore I will... Offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yes, I will sing praises to the Lord. Waiting on the Lord will, will sorely test the reality and measure of your commitment to him. What, what is a commitment if it is not tested? It is not certain that it exists unless some test pushes it to its limit or what it thinks is its limit. There's nothing quite so trying as the silence and seeming inactivity of God. Thank you for joining us this week. 
If you have questions about P4C, visit our website at p4csummit.org, or you can email us at info at p4csummit.org. We hope you can join us next week on the P4C podcast as we listen to part two of this message. May God bless you as you seek to passionately live for His glory each and every day. Mm-hmm.